What's up, world? Welcome to the Positive Truth, uplifting and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding the communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? I've missed you. <laughs> I've seen you almost every day. <laughs> I miss us spreading some positivity. We do miss the positive truth in the listeners. To give an update, at the beginning of July, Tim went on vacation, and JP royally screwed up the audio, <laughs> so we lost a few episodes. I didn't think that was coming at all. I mean, I did. I did. But we got that fixed. Everything sounded clear, concise. After that, let's just say business picked up. JP was really busy. We decided it's best to go to once a week. We do our top five favorite positive news stories of the week, inspirational story in the middle, and then finish it out with its section. Still do the extra Patreon episode, and we'll still do the best of the month. So five episodes, unless you're with the Patreon, then you get nine episodes for the positive truth. And then we were going to start up last week, but then I got hit by a drunk driver. But I'm okay. A little bit of whiplash, but you know what fixes whiplash? Positive news stories. And we didn't even plan that. <laughs> <laughs> he threw the oop, we were ready. I honestly told JP before we get started, this is the longest break we've taken from the podcast since we started five years ago. And I'm more excited now to bring up some positive news stories for everybody than I've ever been. So in all reality, let's get this, man. You know we haven't missed a day in five years up Ex- until that. Until Trust me, then. I realized it, bro. I realized, I was like, man, even the Sundays that I was sick or whatever, like you still recorded, you still put something out. So now I'm just like, man, this is wild. Yeah, it was a tough month for JP, like between the busyness and then how it ended. Ugh. Welcome to August, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, welcome to August. <laughs> Welcome to the Positive Truth. We have our top five favorite positive news stories of the week. I have three. Tim has two. They're not in any particular order. But my first one is about a volunteer optometrist in Lexington, Kentucky. He practiced there in Paintsville in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky for 45 years. Helped people with their vision. And he retired. But he's like, I I just love my work. I got to help give back. So what he's been doing is he's been volunteering. They set up a refugee missionary setup, and they go to refugee camps in Kentucky. They go into the poor communities, and they set up two to three days a week, and they help. They set up a little center. They bring anyone that has eye problems, vision problems, but they can't afford to go to the optometrist, and they've been giving away glasses for free. (laughs) He's like, I love my job. I love doing mission work, but we need mission work right here in Kentucky. It's a way I can use my skill to give back and help people. And I can still, we only do it two or three days a week. I can still be retired, have my free time. It's the best of both worlds. After 45 years, I can't imagine doing anything else. I just, I think it's really awesome. And he wants to be anonymous, but he works with the Nathaniel Mission in Kentucky. Absolutely wonderful positive news story. If you love what you're, what you're doing, you never work a day in your life. And he's truly not working. He's enjoying getting up and helping others. Goals as a human being, for sure. Absolutely. What do you got, Tim? Man, I'm going to talk about Stella Thorley. She is 79 years old from England. And in the middle of the night, she had to use a restroom. She lives alone. So when she got up, she actually ended up taking a fall. 
When she fell, she couldn't get up, couldn't reach the phone, couldn't do anything. The very next morning, her family's trying to get a hold of her. Nobody's answering the phone at all, so they go over there. Her daughter goes over there, starts banging on the door. They couldn't get in, but their win one of the windows was open, but nobody's arm was small enough to get it. And that's where this little superhero stepped in. Um, Jaden is a seven-year-old neighbor, said, hey, I could help. My arm is stretchy and long. So he goes in there, grabs the key, was able to hand the key, give it to the daughter. Daughter gets inside, was able to help the mom. They called an the ambulance. Everything was okay. Afterwards, the seven-year-old was asked, you know, like, are you okay? Thank you so much for helping. He was like, yeah, it felt amazing. Honestly, like, I felt like I was Superman being able to stretch far to reach the keys and to help her and save her life. Now, Stella and now Jaden actually have a really, really good relationship. They didn't speak as much beforehand, but now they're really close. And I just thought this was really awesome because help comes in all sizes. Literally, all sizes. Do sabes. The youth are awesome with the Positive Truth Podcast. So my next positive news story is about a father who wanted to help his son, but is going to end up helping people all over the world. So Oscar, his son, basically he was born with a condition to where his exoskeleton or his neurological condition means his nerves don't send enough signals to his legs, so he's never been able to walk. His father was a robotics engineer, so he asked his dad, he was like, why don't you make a robot that would allow someone like me to walk? So his dad was like, I'm going to make it happen. His son asked for that whenever he was six, so for the past 10 years, he's been working on an exoskeleton, and now he's got it to work. In this video, I got a video, Tim. Game changer. Oscar says, robot stand up, gives the order, and the large, and but basically he gets out of his wheelchair and it walks for him. And so it's fastened, it's like this little exoskeleton, fastened to his shoulders, chest, waist, knees, and feet, and allows him to walk around and move. And he said, like, right now, like there are 150,000 euros or $176,000 a piece, but as we keep working on it here in 10, 15, 20 years, there's gonna be hardly any wheelchairs going around because everyone's gonna have an exoskeleton to help them walk. And I think it's really awesome that a father wanted to help his son, but now he's gonna be able to help everyone around the world with it. It's one of the first exoskeletons. He's teaming up with other people doing the same thing around the world. Absolutely awesome story with the Positive Truth Podcast. Technology is cool with the Positive Truth. Dang, hitting all the categories today. <laughs> What do you got for number four? Man, I have one that I thought was really cool because one of my favorite movies as a child was Free Willy. So these big orca wells, they're huge, very beautiful. That movie was just like it for me as a kid. It was one of the first non-cartoon movies I fell in love with, right? So in uh, Prince of Wales Island, there was an orca that actually was trapped. It ended up leaving the water and fell into some rocks and couldn't get out. So it, nobody knew it was there, right? But Thursday morning, all of a sudden, there were some locals that were there and they're like, what is going on? So immediately they went into action. They started grabbing water and dumping it on the, the whale to keep it alive and make sure that it was okay, doing this for hours until help was able to come by and be able to put this in, uh, put the, the whale back into the, the water. It took literally seven hours before they were able to get it back into the water. For, so for seven hours, you had locals coming by, changing shifts, spraying it with water hoses, dumping buckets of water on it just to keep it alive. And I thought this was really awesome because this is a bunch of humans coming together to do something for an animal that they may not know that much about but we all have to be nice to everyone and everything in this world the world is full of great people doing great things it's on us me and you tim share that positivity do service 
So for our last favorite positive news story of the week, it's about Kyrie Irving, professional basketball player. He recently has been getting into helping people of indigenous background since he is partially Native American. But he says it's not only my responsibility to help Native American people here in the United States, but help new indigenous people all over the world. So he went to Pakistan with his foundation and they built a solar water treatment center that's providing a thousand villagers with access to clean waters and it's going to help facilitate with farming and lights. So they take the solar, they set up solar panels, solar panels provide the energy, filter out and clean the water, and then they built a little funneling distribution system to send it to farmers and to all the villagers. Shout out to Kyrie. Absolutely. Helping people all over the world. It's wild to me, man. And this has got like no love anywhere, so I had to talk about it. Yeah, honestly, I, I didn't ha- hear about it at all, man. I've been looking for positive news stories, so that's wild to me. Yeah, the tweet got 31,000 likes and only 300, uh, I guess, responses. You know, we're getting old when you don't know what the. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're at, man. <laughs> but yeah, like this needs a million likes on Twitter. So shout out to Kyrie Irving doing awesome things. Absolutely. Before we get to our inspirational story of the week, we need to pause and do audio meditation. It's where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each, because in the stresses of life, you often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well, guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for today? I'm grateful for Kyrie. Not for Kyrie Irving, though, <laughs> uh, even though he is doing some amazing things. I actually have a, a nephew, a great-nephew, that was born about a week ago. Yeah, about a week ago now. My niece, Yesenia, she uh, ended up giving birth to a healthy baby boy named Kyrie. Super, super awesome. I feel old now that I'm a great-uncle, but I'm pretty excited to meet him pretty soon. You're a great-uncle? Dude, I'm a great-uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Tim. Thank you, thank you. I think you're a great person, too. <laughs> Take that world. <laughs> I totally screwed up what I was... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful for all of our listeners at The Positive Truth. One of the reasons we're switching to once a week is not only because we're busy, but we're trying to put... For all the older listeners, we used to put out videos. We're going to get back to that, and we're going to have every episode that comes out. It's kind of a visual accompaniment with it. We're going to put it out once a week. So not only are you going to be able to hear about the positive news stories, but if you want to, we'll post them all on our YouTube page. Just give me a minute to, me and Tim, a minute to figure out the video editing. Shouldn't take that long. Again, July is over. (laughs) I mean, it's going to get busier on our end, but we are handled over here now. So I appreciate all the listeners that have listened to us over the years and that have been patient over this last month. Absolutely. So let's get to the inspirational story of the week. Tim, what do you got? Man, have you ever heard of Elisa Loncon? No. Man, that accent came out naturally just then. I don't know if you heard that. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about her. You were just talking about Kyrie Irving not too long ago and how he's helping indigenous people, not just where he's from, but all over the world. Well, Elisa Loncon, her and her family are indigenous from Chile, though. And she has a really, really awesome story. So her mom was a housemaid who loved poetry. Her father was a carpenter who had to teach himself how to read at the age of 17. Life was very, very difficult for her in her hometown, which is called Mapuche. It's one of the only indigenous tribes in Chile, but they don't get respected by, their, by Chile's laws. 
So as a kid, she's growing up, she understands how poor she is, she understands how much she's getting bullied by others, but that never stopped her. Elisa was determined to do more. So she ended up leaving her hometown, ended up graduating and became an English teacher. And then whenever she left becoming an English teacher, she went on to earn her PhD in humanities from the University of Linden. And then in Netherlands, she had another PhD in literature um, from Pontifical Catholic University of Chile before becoming a full-time professor at the University of Santiago. Like she decided education is the way to go for her. Now, the reason why she did that, now we're all these years forward, right? This was in the 1970s that she grew up in. It's 2021 now. She's a grown woman and she is now respected as an advocate for her country, for all indigenous tribes. She's respected so much that she actually got nominated to be a seat inside of their, uh, their house, which seats 155 members. Now, out of 155 members, only 17 seats are for indigenous tribes. Her tribe, which is the largest in the whole entire Chile, never got respected. They're actually not even in the constitution. So now that she not only did she get nominated to be a member, she actually got nominated to rewrite the constitution for Chile. So they had a big press in conference. In 2021? In 2021. We're talking so about last about month. Damn <laughs> We're talking about like last month, man. I was beyond excited reading this. I'm like, this is wild. So it was a historic moment. They're outside. They're having a rally. She's speaking. But of course, there's protesters. So there's a big scene while she's getting you know, inducted into this person who she is, who she's supposed to be, who's about to change Chile for the better. But there's a big protest. This is, again, last month going on live. And they had to postpone it a little bit. Things had to stop, let some protesters go home. Some people got arrested, but she decided to come back and finish. She spoke not only in her language, but also in Spanish so everybody could understand her. But her goal is, is to fight for every single indigenous tribe inside of Chile, rewrite the constitution of Chile so everybody can get, everybody can get, not word, not accepted, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? Equality? Equality, yes, <laughs> get treated equally. I was like, man, what am I saying here now? So now, Again, this is 2021. I know that was short and sweet, and I cut down a bunch of points. No, it was awesome. <laughs> I was positive to... truth person of the year. <laughs> she, dude, it was she amazing. She came from an underrepresented group, used education to help other people like her get equality in 2021. It's wild to me because this is literally. I'm talking about. I was reading these news articles last month. I'm on YouTube. And then she gave a speech in her na native language, and then Spanish. She's a beast. That's man. like Martin Luther King doing the "I Have a Dream" in Spanish and English. Dude, JP, I was hoping you, I was hoping you, you put that together too. To me, she basically is the modern day Martin Luther King for her country. It's a beautiful thing, and she's about to change the world. They still have to, you know, do some writing, and it has to get passed through. But the way things are look, it's only up from here. So shout out to Elisa doing amazing things. I want to say her last name again because my accent's there. Elisa Loncon, you are amazing. Yeah, positive truth person of the year. It's over with. Take that world. It's done with. <laughs> how, how have we not heard about this person yet? I was shook. The fact that it, I only found it on one website and I had to go to YouTube for everything else. But it was mostly in Spanish. I'm not going to lie to you. That's why <laughs> we couldn't find it. What are these English journalists doing? Not sure. <laughs> We're right here. Take that world. Awesome inspirational story. Hopefully that inspired all of our listeners. And lastly, we want to talk about a few people doing awesome work and awesome positive news stories i guess at the end of the week haven't really got a section name for this yet but it's okay tim's gonna lead it in with a quote <laughs> absolutely so the reason why we do quotes here i i was like yo jp when we first started this let's make sure we have a quote every episode i really really love quotes 
obviously JP, we played sports when we were kids. So to me, that's what kept me going. Like, I want to be better than everybody else. One of my favorite athletes was this Olympian. He was a runner named Steve Prefontaine. He was quoted by saying, some runners run to see who's the fastest. I run to see who has the most guts. And for some odd reason, that quote stuck with me like no other. That's what I used when I was at practice. That's what I used whenever I was trying to push people, when I was trying to beat people, etc. for everything. And that leads us to our very next topic. So a group of people doing awesome things, clearly the Olympics going on. I think it's really awesome when a small country wins like their first gold for the first time or they win their first medal ever. So in weightlifting, the best, that in table tennis are the best two things to watch. <laughs> I don't care. So I want to give a shout out to Diaz of the Philippines. She won the nation's first ever Olympic gold medal. She's 55 kilograms. So for everyone using worse metrics, that's basically like 110 pounds, a little give or take. Oh, she's my weight. Got you. Well, it's 55 times 2 is 110 plus 11, so she's 121 pounds. My weight for real. <laughs> so she was competing in weightlifting. That's the snatch and the clean and jerk. She snatched 214 pounds, and then she, she clean and jerked 278 pounds, or 97 kilos, 126 kilos. She won her... She won her weight class 55 kilo and broke philippines gold drought first one ever to do it set an olympic record doing it it was an absolutely awesome thing 30 years old and the thing i reason we want to talk about the olympics is here in america there's a lot of people to look up to sports wise being the first one to win an olympic gold medal in your country means for the rest of your life when people are like People are going to be asking her, what did it take? She's like, discipline, effort, all the f hard work. She's going to be able to say that, and people are going to really believe it, like, our small country made it happen, made it work. And just to go into my next one, Bermuda, only 63,000 people in Bermuda had their first ever gold medal win in the in women's individual triathlon, Flora Duffy. She demolished the competition. She won with a winning time of 1 hour, 55 minutes, and 36 seconds. She beat second place by, wait for it, Tim, a minute and 14 seconds. That's impressive. In the Olympics, and from the Bermuda, one of the smallest countries in the world, the triathlon is a 1.5-kilometer swim, 40-kilometer bike ride, 10-kilometer run. 6.2 miles. I actually watched a little bit of the triathlon for the guys, man. It was intense. <laughs> it's not easy at all. You did watch this one because it wasn't close. It, yeah. <laughs> She's the first gold medal winner from Bermuda. Again, for the rest of her life, she's going to be an inspiration to everyone. And in, in from that country, like, you think we're a small country, we can't compete with India, China, the Americas. No, you can do it. Here's someone that did. Here's what it takes. Facts. I'm loving those two so far, man. We got Tim. Man, I'm really excited about this one, right? And the reason why I'm excited about this one is because it's about skateboarding. I used to skate, which I loved as a kid, right? But there was a 13-year-old by the name of Momji Naisha, another 13-year-old by the name of Ray Salil, and a 16-year-old by the name of Funa Nakamie. 
Japan, one's from Japan, one's from Brazil, the other one's from Japan. 13, 13, and 16. They placed first, second, and third in the Olympics. They're competing against grown women all over the world, the best of the best, and two 13-year-olds and a 16-year-old placed first, second, and third. What were they competing against? Skateboarding. Something we talked about right before it came on, and boom, follow-up story follow for up. you. You know what was really cool about this? We were actually watching this. Me, Edna, and my daughter. I have a skateboard in the back. She remembered it was there when she was watching them. She went to grab it, grabbed it, came to the living room and started riding, trying to ride it. Of course, I had to hold her hand. Edna yelled at me, told me to put her helmet on. So I'm going back and yes. forth in the living room. Yes. Bro. Back and forth. All like I'm kidding you, for like an hour, we're going back and forth. She was trying to ride it by herself. She was trying to do a trick, like an ollie, jumping off of it. Edna got so mad at me, but it was one of those things where I don't care. We're going to have some fun in the living room. So it was just, it was pretty awesome to see these young kids inspire my three-year-old daughter who doesn't even understand anything yet. When she gets older and realizes that some kids won these medals, it's going to be beautiful to me. So yeah, shout out to these young women future of skateboarding is looking bright for the women and my next story just to talk about the youth again i have an 18 year old who won usa's first ever gold medal in taekwondo on a stage of zoltik she made history which is amazing in itself because everybody does taekwondo that i knew growing up but i don't know any gold medals <laughs> and the fact that is usa's first one is pretty cool um this sport has actually made its first appearance in the games in 1988 um so the fact that it's been here, it's been in the Olympic Games since 1988, and it's just now coming to the US where we're able to medal. It's crazy in itself, but she's only 18, she's a youth, and she's a future. The real karate kid. Take that world. Also, just a special last one shout out to Alicia Perel. She won a medal, a bronze from San Mario, and that's happened just this week. Became that's the least populated country ever to win an Olympic medal at the Bermuda Games. Bermuda, the Lady, I just talked about Duffy, second least populated oh, country. That's pretty crazy. This Olympic Games has been wild. I know we're talking about the games for a second, but it's been wild. Like I saw, I believe it was uh, the Italian guy, first ever 100-meter uh, dash medal for Italy, happened to be gold. He's now the fastest man in the world. Ran his personal best time. When I was watching it, I was shook. I was like, there's no way that guy's going to play. So I'm worried about everybody else, the TUS guys, the Jamaican guy, etc. Then I had to know where this guy's running down the middle. It was super super awesome and the fact to see a lot of these positive news stories live like the skateboarding etc it's just beautiful man if you want to look for something inspirational watch the olympics it's the olympic olympic athletes facts standing out this week need to figure out a better segment name i don't name anything we've hey. learned that this month <laughs> it's been pretty funny though pretty entertaining <laughs> for you all <laughs> y'all can make fun of me which i deserve but yeah, I don't name things. So if you all have any ideas for how we should name that section, let me into the know. We'll figure it out. We, we appreciate everyone sticking with us during this past month, and we'll be back next Wednesday, and we'll still do on September 1st our favorite positive news stories of the month with a donation. Until then, like, share, subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff. We're out. Stay positive.